Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello and welcome to Secret Artists Podcast, the podcast where funny people do art and have a chat. What's not to love? Love, I know, strong. I'm joined this week by the fantastic comedian Ian Sterling. You might know him as the voice of Love Island. Sorry to any Scottish people that were offended by that accent, including Ian, I suppose. Um, we had a lovely time. We chatted. We reminisced about our time in Scandinavia together. And we painted the microphone that he uses for Love Island. All very exciting. If you want to see our artworks from today, then follow Secret Artists on social media. We're on Instagram and Twitter, at Secret Art Pod. Enjoy the episode and see you on the other side. I'm going to read out an intro for you. In the right. room? In the room, yeah. People add them in posts sometimes. Is it nice? It's really horrible. It's really grim. Imagine it was awful. <laughs> All your worst traits. This prick. <laughs> anyway, Ian, Ian who? what have you brought in? That's your fire. <laughs> Ian Sterling is a BAFTA-winning comedian and voiceover of a generation. He's known for being the iconic voice of hit reality show Love Island. Mm. Ian hosts ITV2's comedy entertainment show, Celeb- Celebability, yeah, good, and good. has appeared fan, on fan. other TV shows such as Taskmaster, yep. The Russell Howard Hour, The Jonathan Ross Show, Celebrity Catchphrase, Celebrity Gogglebox, and loads more. <laughs> Ian has his own sitcom, Buffering, on ITV2, and co-hosts the podcast Partners in Crime with his presenter wife, Laura Whitmore. And real wife. <laughs> and real wife. Real wife. <laughs> I didn't want to just describe her as wife because right. she's obviously oh, right. I th- a, a right. person with a... You gave her a job title, presenter, yeah. wife. I thought you meant like how Philip Schofield oh, right, and right, Holly yeah, yeah. are presenter, husband and wife. No, I wanted to give her her own context as well, aside from being your well, wife. Well, you hear that, presenter, wife? <laughs> with his presenter, wife and real wife, Laura Whitmore. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very excited about having you on the podcast. Uh, not, I hate it when women are defined oh, by the part. I hate women. Not, I, I like you're thinking of. I don't like it when women are defined by the partner. So we'll call Laura Ian's presenter wife and real wife. <laughs> oh God, it's... she's more successful than me. The also the funny thing about it is I'm very much her husband. Her presenter husband. I'm her presenter husband. Um, hello, Ian. Thanks for having me. Thanks for coming. Uh, yeah, it's nice to see you again. Mm. We've been spending, we've spent a lot of time together of late, haven't we? Yeah, we've been to Scandinavia. <laughs> we went to Scandinavia, guys. It was great fun. Brilliant fun. Um, gigging all over the place. We went to Oslo. 
Bergen. Bergen. Copenhagen. Copenhagen. Which is one of my favourite cities in the world. My, yeah, me, and my, me, and my, <laughs> me and my wife, my presenter, presenter wife, presenter wife <laughs> I think we, you go, we used to go there every year, really. And yeah. we we're going to have our honeymoon. We've discussed this. <laughs> we've discussed this in private, but we we're going to have our honeymoon there. Yeah. But it got cancelled because of um, Copenhagen had a COVID outbreak, but mm-hmm. it was a mink COVID outbreak. Yeah. If anyone remembers that. Those Hessian <laughs> days of the mink COVID. Yeah, so that got cancelled. Then you got booked to do a gig there mm-hmm. and um, didn't bring your wife, even though you... Okay, I probably should have. And then me and you essentially had a honeymoon together. <laughs> Went out for delicious sushi. It was mad. Cocktails. The worst, I was like, this is so odd. It did get to the point where you were like, better take some photos of Travis. Yeah, Travis. He's also here. And then Travis. Travis was there with a lovely time. Yeah, Travis J. Travis Shea, what friend a, of the podcast. What a great comedian. He should, yeah. he'll, he'll have some clips up, I'm sure, from that. Yeah. <laughs> I put one up. Did you? Yeah, I've not done it yet. It didn't do that well. I like, I've like. i got the clips on my computer, but I'm too scared to... I hate watching myself back. Do you have yeah, that problem? Yeah, I don't like the sound of my... I don't really like the sound of my own voice or... Mm. Yeah, my, I think I'd be a lot better if I... I sh- I wish I'd filmed all my gigs, really. I think, mm. actually, performance as a whole is much easier to analyse than, like, just listening to it back. Yeah. Your mannerisms and stuff. Because yeah. all my favourite comics hold themselves in such a unique way. And not even comedians who, I mean, are, like, physically imposing, like a, a Lee Evans or something, but I really like someone like a Nate Bargatze or something who's just, like, really simple and, like, relaxed mm. and calm. There's something about that as well. So I, I, I wish I did. And now, also, I've just started getting back into stand-up. Yeah. I... As in the clubs. And I'm like the only comedian there that doesn't bring a camera and tripod with me. You can tell the people over 30 because we don't have our tripods. It's, it's, so it's annoying. the younger comics there with the tripods. People have probably seen it. They've listened to this podcast. They've probably seen the clips of you basically film hours of gigs until someone who's not agreed to be on the internet <laughs> speaks out of turn and yeah. you destroy them. Yeah. And then you put that online. Yeah. I, Comedian some, slams heckler. Yeah, and the hecklers yeah. normally just going, ah, I've got a funny laugh or something. <laughs> yeah. you shut Stop laughing like that, you twat. <laughs> Slam. Yeah. But then some of them are really good as well. And I'm also saying that out of a genuine uh, get, um, jealousy. Yeah. A genuine professional jealousy because I don't feel like my <laughs> online presence. I don't, I wouldn't You're look, big online, aren't you? Well, my problem is I don't think it's a good... It doesn't convey me as a person. I don't think my online presence. Mm. I don't know how you feel. Like I'm so jealous of people, like like Abby Clark's and Joe Lysis and stuff, where their stuff's funny and great. Mm. But I also feel like I get a real sense of them as a human being. Yeah, and like I've sort of like them and know them. With my, I don't. I would go if I wasn't me. I'd look at my Instagram page and be like, oh. <laughs> I'm not saying it's bad. Like some of the photos are really great. I do. I got really cool stuff. Some of the videos are quite funny. Yeah. But I wouldn't say that's my essential what self. What would you say your essential self is? Well, I'm like a sort of. I don't know really. So a bit. Oh, I'm a bit. Oh, um, You're a bit of a laugh. A bit of, uh, laugh. <laughs> a bit odd. A bit of a. a I like to I keep myself to myself I'm a lot more like that, which um, f- I think a family that, that's man. the problem though with social media because if you are inherently a bit more private, yeah, you don't necessarily want to put up like clips every t- every day. I oh, know it's really difficult. It's really tricky, isn't mm. it? And it, yeah, and but then there is. The, I suppose the ultimate guilt comes, and then the guilt comes from this. You could say I've not got the time for all that. Mm. If I didn't sit on social media looking at social media and instead getting envious and filmed a video for social media that would i've I've easily got an hour and a half a day that i waste 
on that. Not again. I, and I also, I don't transcribe to that. It's a waste. Like it's a nice. Yeah. It, you can unwind. It's a nice way of looking at stuff. Yeah. So yeah, but I, yeah, I don't. I I, I I I I am trying to get more and more into it. I, I really do want to, yeah. and I want to because I feel like it's a good use of my time. Mm-hmm. And also, it feels like people watch social media. They don't watch telly anymore. Like I mean, yeah. I spend with my sitcom. I spend like a year of my life flat out making that thing. Mm-hmm. And essentially, when you've got an Instagram account, you've got a bigger platform than yeah, a BBC true. free show. You're literally sitting on a BBC One audience if you do it right. So why not put the effort in? <laughs> Just spend your time making clips instead of writing a TV show. Yeah, well, you could, though. There is yeah. a legitimate argument for it, isn't there? Yeah, for sure. We're here to do some art. I'm excited about That's that, right. by the way, yeah. Do you consider yourself an artist? Um, and No. But I did like it when I when I grew up. It was tri- yeah. it was one of those ones. I wanted to do art and I wanted to do PE when I was at school, but mm-hmm. my dad t- said I wasn't allowed. You weren't allowed to do PE or no, art. Or art, no. They oh, weren't really? proper. They weren't proper subjects. How does he feel about your chosen career path? Fine now. The be- the I got a job on kids TV fairly early, so that mm-hmm. sort of legitimised it. But yeah, the initial reaction was well weirdly far from ideal, but then good yeah good so why are the sports on. i'm surprised about i feel like dads there's like a cliche of dads wanting their sons to be into sport my dad likes his rugby but he's not particularly sporty individual and i think it was more i was quite academic as a child yeah and i went to i come from um i don't know if you heard other comedians talk about this but i come from a working class background oh wow yeah yeah one of them one okay. of those guys um, so I'm like none of my family had been to uni or anything. Mm. So the fact I could sort of, the fact I could read and write and stuff was of huge excitement to the yeah. Sterling household. So it was sort of pushed quite hard right. to be in successful thing. And it went, it did. And then to be fair to my parents, it, it did work. Yeah. I was quite You've academic. You've done well. Yeah. Then I have to uh, comedy, comedy now. <laughs> so what are we going to paint today? You've Ru- brought, you've, it's in your rucksack, isn't it? I've brought two things. How can I? I mean, there was a thinking behind it. So I've brought two things. Okay. Uh, one is a headset. And Ooh. A headset. And the other thing is, it's the microphone that I use. I've used to record every series of Love Island. Oh, my God. So and this, I've got it here. That must be worth a few dollar. It, it, well, I mean, it is worth a lot because it's quite a good microphone. It's an Electrovoice RE20. Don't know what that means. Sounds it's a very, good, very good microphone. So, I mean, I don't know how much context you want to this, but there is a yeah. genuine reason for picking it. One, uh, me and my wife look back fondly presenter in places. <laughs> my presenter wife looked back fondly at lockdown because we sort of, we had, we started a, a family and had a lot, and we sort of quite enjoyed elements of the lockdown yeah and this microphone and this headset represent a lot of my lockdown because i was doing voiceover work a lot mm-hmm. that's what i used and the reason i wanted to paint this electro voice re20 is it is the best in my opinion the best microphone in the business but no one seems to use it and i think it's because it's sort of quite mundane and bland <laughs> as an object it's got a sort of 1970s yeah it looks quite dated i don't know if it's the deco. color it is quite an old it's thing. Grey green colour. Everyone rocks these bad boys that we're using. Yeah. Every podcast. What's this? Sure. You know SM7B, this, these are right. called. Now people use the SM7B Pros, which have got the sort of needlessly fluffier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The same a bit of equipment. They've okay. rebranded it, you fool. So why have you not got a fluffy bit on yours? This doesn't need it. Cause it's oh, a, wow. It's, it's very good like that. It's got, it's, got a fa- it's got a variable D. 
mm. which is why that's, that's a genuine fact about it Terrible so i just deep. think it's quite a, it's quite it's interesting and it's got a sort of 1970s building yeah. vibe to it it's quite phallic it's quite phallic and it's but it's i just i, I love this <laughs> But I just feel like it's not. I wanted to see it jazzed up somewhat. Yeah, I love it. And then same with the, these headphones. Or just I did. I thought I was worried this wasn't enough on its own. Are those the headphones you wear when you? Were... These are the ones I used to wear. Yeah, these are um, these are really nice. Uh, these are actually gaming headphones, Astros. I don't know if it's any. Interest. Is that what you were wearing outside when I was chatting? No, name? I was wearing other headphones. Okay. These are just these are now sort of redundant. These ones I use wireless headphones now. Okay. Because I'm you know. Yeah, doing, yeah. I'm doing all right. <laughs> so I don't know what the great. Maybe we can choose, or we could do both. We, I would happily do just the mic. The headphones Let's was do the a, mic. Let's do the mic. The headphones were an absolute. Oh God, I don't know if this is stands up on its own. I don't know what you can position it. Yeah, I think that's nice. Have you got a good view of it there? Yeah, I mean, because I've got the screw top at the bottom. It's quite phallic with a <laughs> it is. sort of little butthole at the bottom. Standing really, like, it looks like in front of us. Looks, yeah, it's not ideal. Um, okay, I don't know what your chosen medium is. We've got pencils here, mm. um, acrylic paint to your right. Yes. You're right-handed, aren't you? Yes. Um, then some sort of charcoal-y stuff over here. Coloured pencils, chalk. Take your pick. I feel like... What are you doing? I might use paint. Re yeah, I, want to, I think I want to use paint because I feel like I want it to be quite funky. Yeah, I might sketch it out with a pencil first. You have to get the shape right. Yeah, I'm not very good with straight lines. There's quite a lot of straight lines in this. It is. It's very straight lined. I think I do think the overall design of this thing, I really like it, but I think it's just been let down, especially in lockdown, with the emergence of the Sure SM7B. Right. <laughs> which everyone's going to think I'm sounding really niche. It sounds like you work for this company. But actually... If you watch any sort of podcast that's then uh, put on the internet, hmm. they all they all use the same microphone, and I think I think the aesthetics of it is the main thing. Yeah, I don't think people. So, are, how much would this set you back? This actual this microphone here. Yeah, they're probably both the ones that we're talking into and the ones that we're drawing are probably in the four hundred pounds <gasps> mark. Wow, and then the Love Island value would add quite a lot to your one. Well, yeah, I don't know. I mean, would it make it more? I think maybe um, would it make it more money? Would it make it less money <laughs> because it's second hand? More, I would have thought. Yeah, yeah. Do you think people are still? People love it. Yeah, people do love it, but would they? But do they love it in that they pay over the odds? I reckon so. For uh, Ian you know. Sterling has spoken into this mic. I do think maybe there's a bit too much. I always feel bad for people to think they can put some value on that. It's like um, a worn footballer's shirt. Yeah, but again, that just it very much depends on the footballer, doesn't it? Yeah, true. How many sexual offences they've been accused of? <laughs> the more, the more, the more they've had, the more money. Is the, yeah, is that, yeah. I thought that's what I thought. <laughs> I thought that's what you meant. I quite like the the tech. This this sort of speakery bit the texture yeah that's the bit really... i was just doing that's made me think maybe i'll go in pencil for the whole thing yeah i was actually just thinking that as well now actually mm. you've written a book ian that yes not i have not ready to adult yet i have not ready to adult yet i was on um i done a shopping with keith lemon yesterday oh yeah and he called it adult boating <laughs> you've written a book adult boating 
Was he intentionally getting nope. it wrong? No, 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 no. Didn't didn't know. Okay. Did you correct him? No. You can't really correct Keith Fleming. He's sort of a, a law unto his own, really. <laughs> um, presumably your life has changed quite a lot since writing that. Yeah, I sort of done a book about how much I hate children. Now I have them. <laughs> so it's like, and I, and I really like having them as well. So it has moved, it has moved on quite a bit. And also I sort of wrote that even, I think even just approaches to life in general, mm-hmm. p- post, post lockdown, like the thought of being in. I generally don't think like me and Laura, for example, had like before lockdown, I don't think we'd like sat in of an evening and like watched a film on our sofa. Before, oh, really? before lockdown, yeah, like genuinely. What, you just go out all the time? Yeah, go out, or like we'd both be working, so then like, the days we weren't working, we'd obviously be like, well, let's go out, have fun. Mm-hmm. And like this, but do you mean the idea back then of saying to your partner, as a viable night out, I don't mean like we're knackered, let's have a bottle of wine on the sofa. I mean like it's Friday night, mm-hmm. but do you know what? Disney Plus has got an absolute banging thing. Do you know what I mean? I just don't... For me, anyway, maybe it was for other people, but I just wasn't really a... You're quite an extrovert, though, aren't you? Um, It's it's complicated for a stand-up, I think, that, really. Mm. Because I I guess I am extroverted. Because I don't think you can... I don't think you can. Can you make the case for being introverted if you're also a comedian? But yeah, I don't. Um, I'm not a huge fan of social, like social settings. The thing about being a comedian is whether it goes b- bad or good, at least you have a re- like the thing. The great thing about stand up is you've got a reason for being there. Does that mm-hmm. make sense? Mm-hmm. So it takes a lot of the pressure off. Whereas if you're just like um, I went to an awards thing the other day. The BAFTAs. It, the BAFTAs. I've heard of it. <laughs> but it was the first year I'd been just because I was asked to, do you know what I mean? I was sort of invited. Right. And I wasn't going for a reason. Did you kick off? No, I was, I, was, I mean, like, imagine being asked to go to the BAFTAs when you haven't even, you know what I mean, done anything. Yeah, that's great. Really cool. That's the dream. And it's, it takes a lot of the pressure off. But I, I found the social anxiety of attending that hard because i didn't have a reason in my head to be there so it felt like i had to justify my existence which i find quite tricky mm. i didn't like that feeling as much as when you're because you're nominated or something you're like well you, you could have just lied and said you were nominated yeah that's a good point i could have said like you said you won a BAFTA. specialist factual or one of the ones that no one gives a fuck about when <laughs> <laughs> do you know what i mean yeah. I'm, sh- I'm nominated for best short <laughs> i my only uh BAFTA claim is I was in a short horror film that got nominated. That's sick. I mean, which, which, again, what are, we need to big ourselves. We have to be better at bigging ourselves up. <laughs> I just said an awards thing and it was the BAFTAs. And then you said my only BAFTA claim to fame is I was nominated for a BAFTA. Well, no, but if you see the film, like genuinely the, the guy who edited the film was at the BAFTA party I went to and uh, I had to introduce myself to him. And I was like, oh, yeah, I'm the, like, scary woman at the end. And he was like, oh, yeah. Were you in loads of makeup? I was like, you're the editor. You've watched this more But than... were you in makeup? I was in makeup, yeah. But that means your performance... No, but I'm genuinely in it for about 10 seconds. Listen, listen to what I'm about to tell you. 
<laughs> but I did have prosthetic skin. Exactly. And your performance and was so powerful. Thank the you. editor who saw your face more than anyone didn't even recognise you. Yeah, that's that, how that's impressive. A different that's nice. That's imagine being that impressive. Imagine being that versatile. That's what I mean. I think me and you need to get so much better at bigging us. We've been so rubbish oh, at yeah. bigging ourselves up. Yeah. The Americans know how to do that. Yeah, I want to... Um, I. Uh, but then I do judge people that do that. Yeah, it's so tricky, isn't it? But then do you judge everyone that does that or do you respect it in some people? I guess respect it in some people. Depends who it is, doesn't it? Well, that's the problem, isn't it? So why can't we just decide that we're the ones that are... Um, <laughs> We're doing it in a, in a cool, respectful way. <laughs> yeah. You're just not taught as British people to uh, to say that you're good at anything. And also, it's like, it's not even just saying you're good. Just don't stink up the room by like... Um, yeah, I was talking to a guy at that. Yeah, we just say to people, why are you here? And I'm like, oh, I'm sort of here with my wife. And it was one... Yeah, it was just... Yeah, it was just... Um, I don't know, but then even talking about a situation like that, I think, oh, is that... Then I even go, oh, God, is, am I coming across like a t- dick nat? Do you know what I mean? Like What, for saying you were at the BAFTAs? No, or just, or just saying about how t- difficult it was. Right. Do you know what I mean? Oh, isn't that Quite hard? sort of first world problems. Yeah, well, I, I wouldn't even... What world is it even, is it? <laughs> Not even first, is it, really? I don't really know what I'm... Was it fun? Yeah, I do really. I, I really enjoy those things. I'm getting, like I said, I'm getting better. And then like, also, it's really inspiring, like, running into people that are, like, um, really great at what they do. Mm. It's also mad. I've not been doing this for so long, uh, drawing this picture, not doing stand-up <laughs> for so long, that, like, the hosts are, like, guys I've done. Rob and Romish were hosting it. And I, like, yeah, they were great. i done open mic nights with them. Yeah. Joe Lice that wins an award who we were we done new act competitions together. It's like you're sort of um watching all your friends going on to all these doing all these cool things. Oh, yeah, it's exciting. It's really exciting. So yeah, that's all, that all stemmed out of um me having written a book. <laughs> Hello, it's me, Annie McGrath from Secret Artist Podcast. Just thought I'd pop in and interrupt myself to promote My gig, Annie McGrath and Friends, which is coming up on the 31st of October, a.k.a. Halloween. Ooh. If you're not out trick-or-treating, then I would urge you to come to 21 Soho, where I will be joined by a fantastic lineup of comedians. Vittorio Angeloni, Elf Lyons, Sean McLaughlin, Dan Cook and Bronwyn Sweeney. And it's going to be a great night of stand-up. So book tickets via 21 Soho's website and hopefully see you there. Ooh, I'm scared. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Who are your favourite artists? Have you got any faves? Hot, uh, yeah, I do actually. Not, not many if I'm being honest. Hmm. But the ones I like, I really like. I really like David Hockney a lot. Yeah. Have you, he's got some lightbox exhibition at the he moment. He does, yeah. I took it. my. It's, we, that, that's our default thing for um, Days Out with a Little One, really. Are. So we went yeah. to that Van Gogh one, was so good for that. Yeah, uh, the Hockney great, one's really great. And then also, David Hockney's got that amazing voice. Have you been to it yet? I've not, no. It's on my list of things to go he to. He sort of speaks like, what's that famous comedian? Like, he's, he's, this bit where he's talking about sort of the light in a swimming pool. And oh, the light. Dances gently off of the surface uh, of Rob the water. Orton. Yeah, Rob Orton vibe. <laughs> yeah, and then for the sort of like modern day, and then there's what's that really old, the older comedian that's like used to do monologues, Northern lad, really famous. Um, it's know. insane. I don't know. You'll be like, why did you not know that straight away? But um, yeah, I really like I really like David Hockney stuff. I really like. He was the first time I realized that artists could do like any medium and they were just an artist if that makes sense yeah well he started all this sort of digital art didn't he yeah well i like those portraits he does where he takes loads of i thought it was so clever he takes loads of pictures of someone and sort of stitches them together so it's a still image of someone but Uh over the period of a lot of time which i really like yeah that's cool i tried to do an edinburgh poster based around that idea a few years ago but obviously the problem with trying to copy david hockney (laughs) Um, is the idea is really good, but obviously it looks rubbish. Yeah, he's, because it's he's not pretty good at art. Because the your PR is aren't David Hockney, so they can't. <laughs> I wonder what you'd say if you asked um, David Hockney to do your Edinburgh PR. PR, he'd love it, right? Mm. He'd do something wild, wouldn't he? Yeah, it'd be great. Then maybe because he'd rather that than the artwork. They've got some good galleries in Edinburgh. Yeah, they've got some really fun... The fruit market one I like. Fruit market. That's. I mean, that's out of the way as well. It's good knowledge on that one. Thanks. Well, it's right near the station, isn't it? Um, Is it? Or am I thinking of the wrong one? The fruit The fruit market gallery. Yeah. There's one, at the, there's one at the fruit market, which is a bit further out, but maybe that is called the fruit market station. I know the one you're talking about. At Waverley, when yeah, you go yeah. up the steps. Maybe that is called the fruit market. I was thinking... I that, thought it was, but... It probably is. You're probably more right than me. Well, you're from Edinburgh, so... Yeah, but then when you're from a place, you don't do the whole, like, um, do you know what I mean? Touristy things. Yeah, not really. I loved seeing, um, ages ago, when I was at the Fringe, I went to see the Ron Mewitt exhibition. Yes. In the, was it that in the National Gallery? It was at the National, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was so cool. He, um... I mean, he's... His stuff's weird. He's yeah. I mean, I took my mum. I I remember going to see with my. I went my mum to see that, and she was doing the whole marketing. And oh really? Yeah, a little bit. A I little. think that's the sort of art that I think I I couldn't do that. <laughs> so like <laughs> realistic and all those sculptures of the people. I think they're very impressive. What was the um? What was the Art that we saw through a window. Oh, yeah. I've written that down, actually. Oh, have you? 
Um, that was in Oslo, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, the Damien Hurst Hurst Hursty's cow, cow isn't it? Solution. That that sounds like it's almost made up that we said we the only <laughs> art we saw when we yeah. were in the thing it was Damien Hurst Damien Hurst. Well, we sort of saw it. Basically, we were walking to take pictures of ourselves by the water. Yeah, we were desperately trying to make it like we'd done more than we had done. And <laughs> we walked past the closed um, modern art gallery and saw the cow through the window. Yeah, my photos of that are bad. It's mainly of the sort of exit sign <laughs> by the stairs. It's cool, it's cool to have seen it, though. Yeah. Never, I've never actually... I've made mine a sort of penis microphone. Yeah, I'm sort of um, going to do mine... I don't know if you inspired me or I, or, or not, but I'm I'm, I'm going to do the, the shaft of the mic <laughs> quite dark, mm-hmm. and then I'm going to do the, the the head sort of um, bursting through. Yeah. Is there another series on the go of that? Love Island? Yeah. I'm doing f- I'm doing four in total this year. You know. Oh my god. Um. That's fun. So I'm doing two two UKs. Mm-hmm. So I was actually in. I do that. I was in doing an ITV film and a game show, mm-hmm. and it's mad because they've all started already. Great. So do you I, have to travel for those, or do you? No, I do it from home. Um, I've started doing it from home again. That's another sort of benefit of lockdown. That's why the that's why the R the Electro Voice RE twenty <laughs> yeah. is with me today. Not an ad, by the way. Just like to make that very yeah, clear. Yeah, weird that it's not an ad. Yeah, they've never you've said its full name about. And also, I love time. it. I and no, the weird thing is, I do love it, and I I don't know how big. I honestly don't know how big they are as a company, but I've shouted them out a few times, and there was a little bit of this sort of like uh, performer, and they thought they're going to be over the moon with this. Yeah, but no, nothing. They've no not in, sent you any free ones. Not 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 a not a not a sausage. Not a sausage was had for Stalangalang on the uh, <laughs> microphone front. I guess they're so durable that it, you don't really need them to send you another one. Well, this is the problem with them. Actually, if you're in the market, mm. Annie, thanks for asking for a, yeah. a microphone. If you were to buy an Electrovoice RE20, that would be and you. And for life. Well, that's 10 years old. Look, It doesn't even wow. look a day over one, does it? <laughs> no. It's unbelievable value, actually. I'd Although say. we did both say how old it looks. Yeah, but it looks old in a sort of like um, des- sort of from a design, design yeah. point of view. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I am firing through this now, by the way. Yeah, me too. So four Love Islands this year, that's exciting. Yeah, and then I done my, um, I'm a bit, I, I wanted to get in better shape because I had this idea of, um, I think I talked to you about it when we were in Scandinavia. Mm. I really wanted to do my photo shoot this year in the full sort of like sunglasses, uh, swimming shorts, uh, yeah. maybe an open shirt, Hawaiian uh-huh. shirt. And I was sort of trying to get into a bit of shape. Not that I looked good, but just so it didn't look sort of dete- d- disgusting <laughs> was the plan. Um, but I didn't quite go because it's sort of, I, every year now it gets sort of slightly odder that I'm getting my photo taken and they obviously get a new team to take the photos. Right. So they have three days of taking photos of like beautiful people in their early 20s. And then this sort of like 35 year old man in black jeans walks into the room and you can see them all that initial thing of like, whoa, who is this? What's happening? <laughs> so then I thought it'd be funny to try and do what they all do in their photos. But mm. alas, I didn't um, I didn't get there in time. So what the idea was to just lose weight and then. Yeah, like, again, obviously, if I could be absolutely ripped happy days do you know what i mean but mm. like at the same time i was like just so it didn't look like there's just like this like sort of like 
chubby man with like back in a muffin top, like walking around. Uh, but then, uh, alas, that uh, it didn't happen. So I did get in a bit of shape. I did get in all right shape this year. Mm. It actually made me really respect the sort of Love Island lot, really. As in, like, you sort of go, oh, look at all these beautiful people. Yeah. And, mean, the, and they are. That is what they are. Don't you have to be sort of incredibly you have to be fit like, to get in there? Yeah, and you have to... The consistency and commitment to get in that shape, maybe not like the people under 23 who are just thin, because yeah. some people are... You know I mean, at a certain age, you can't. You, some people are just then, and I do have an issue with, um, do you know, people that say they're fitness experts, mm. but they're, they're actually just, just yeah, they're just you're just young. Yeah. Oh, try and get a body like mine. Like, yeah, well, you're just. When I was twenty three, I just drank WKD like every day. <laughs> and I was. I looked absolutely grand. <laughs> Never sounded more Scottish. I, oh, I don't. I, Although yeah. Iron Brew, it would be, wouldn't it? I just, I, I just drank. I did drank loads of Iron Brew as well. What, did you? Yeah, I love it, man. Um, but yeah, so I don't really. So, but so they, they, I find that a bit far fetched. But like, um, no, I, I sort of thought fair play to them actually to get in that sort of um, that now that I've tried to do it myself. Mm. Sorry to get there over a few months, but to keep it going, really, this is it's this. Tough. This is bad, what I've done, actually. Yeah, mine's sort of quite disturbing, actually. Can I use maybe... maybe Yeah, I... use whatever you want. I um, feel like the black outline comes right at the end, all right? Yeah, I, I don't usually use black, but I have, and I regret it. I'm try- I was trying to get more colour into mine, but it's not quite... It's not... You'll totally see what I was intending on. Yeah. And it's not quite panned out how anyone would have how anyone would have hoped really <laughs> so did you do any art with your your little gal yeah she she loves painting is like the her favorite thing to do basically oh, that's so that's nice. really nice yeah, yeah yeah like absolutely loves it drawing painting and then stickers are the big thing at the minute yeah. Tick, tickers 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 Cute. tickers please daddy tickers so what sort of stuff do you paint together well, at the minute, it's obviously just shapes, and then yeah, it, it, they are for uh, for um, someone under the age of like f- four. Is they sort of make a shape on a bit of paper, and then they tell you what it is, and then you've sort of got to agree. Oh right, okay, nothing too detailed. At no, this stage. no, no, no. Although phenomenal holding a pet. I mean, this sounds almost like a cringy proud parent, <laughs> but genuinely holds a pen like you wouldn't believe. Oh really? Like really, really good. No idea where she where she gets it from, but yeah, no, that was excellent stuff. So, painting is probably the favourite thing to do mm-hmm. outside, outdoors, and painting. What sort of medium is she working? Paints, with? acrylics. Nice. The messiest ones, basically. Um, she a play doh gal? Um, sometimes, sometimes, but not massively. Sand, but that's not in the artistic sense. She's not moved into the. Although you <laughs> she's can, not in sculpture yet. Yeah, no. And then, but you can get this really great sand nowadays. It's sort of, um, <laughs> it, uh, it's magnetic. Oh, wow. So it sort of picks itself up, if that makes sense. That's so cool. So, yeah, she's uh, all, about, all about the sand, really, which is, um, it's lovely to see, actually. Yeah. And um, it's nice watching. <laughs> just move my chair down. Or did it just fly down? Yeah. Don't need to be any shorter than what I already am. Oh, tell me, tell me about that. <laughs> Do you own any art 
Ian. Yes, I've got a few. We've got a few bits and pieces. Mm-hmm. We've got um, there's a guy from Edinburgh based uh, graffiti. Well, he's not a graffiti artist. He uses spray paints oh, called cool. Sleek. Sleek. That's a yeah. Cool name. It's really cool, and he does bits. It's um, a lot of um, cartoons, mm-hmm. but he sort of does his sort of own twist on it and he uses like um rescued bits of like battered up driftwood and stuff oh nice so i've got this really cool there's a a cartoon series in scotland called our willy (laughs) and it's uh our willy meaning our willy yeah yeah (laughs) Uh, and it's basically the, the, the beano for scottish people okay they're a family from dundee um, and I've got him done on this sort of like old bit of wood, all spray painted nice that he'd done. Oh, so was it a commission? Yeah, he d- he commissioned that he done it for me actually that bit. But I've yeah. I liked his stuff before, so I've got a few bits. But he does Ur- that Ur Willis is one of his big things that he does. Yeah. And actually now at the his stuff is at the the, the Beano exhibition that was on in London not long ago. I think it's touring. Yeah. His artwork they've got little like poster cards and stuff that you can buy so it's quite oh, cool. cool actually um so i went to him and the um pure pure evil is a few bits that laura oh, bought yeah. of that i've done you know that yeah but we got that it's like a crying audrey hepburn i think it is really nice but then mm-hmm. we got this framer guy got um i need to send you a picture we framed today yeah vinyl mm-hmm. and then put framed it on our wall and then used the vinyl to make it like the teardrops are dripping down the wall and there's like a pool oh, of paint on the that's floor cool. is, it's it, a bit... is it the same framer that joel and hannah use possibly i told joel about that framer okay i think him or hannah mentioned that framer to me so maybe that is it urban like... framer yeah i think it is he's like he's a great guy the urban framer's a great guy he frames loads of my um, books and stuff as well and often he includes the art in the frame Yes. Yeah, I think it's the same. Yeah, they've copied me, I'll have you know. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely ridiculous. Oh, that's cool. So you've got you're having your art hung at the moment. I've my art hung literally at the minute by the by the urban framer. Brilliant. At the urban framer. I don't I think that's his um thing. But yes, yeah, so I like that guy sleek. I like pure evil. I like David Hockney, but I can't really afford David Hockney. Yeah, you get stuff. a print maybe. I've got a few Tracy Emin prints. Mm, nice. That are nice. Um, and then yeah, a few other a few other bits that I sort of I couldn't even tell you the person really, but it's exciting to have. So you like quite sort of cartoony stuff. Cartoony, moderny. I I would I would imagine um, art fans would see it as quite ba- base, ba- not basic in the sense of it's bad, but it's like a, a, I feel like I'm a, when I'm in a cab and a cab driver asks me what comedians I like, and right. I feel like going, well, I should just say Michael McIntyre now and we can end this conversation. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And obviously I love Michael McIntyre, he's very good, but that's what I feel like talking about art. I know I'm not... Um, I've not got You're the not, most... You don't know the niche ones. I don't know that... Well, I don't know any of them that aren't sort of, you know... You know. Yeah, what do you answer? Do you just say Michael McIntyre in that situation? I would say... I would say Tommy Tiernan first. 
And if that got a what, then I would just go immediately, Billy Connolly, Michael McIntyre, thank you so yeah. much. Yeah, because right. I guess you're at the stage where you get recognised, so you can't pretend that you you have a different job um, in a cab. I think I'm all right in cabs and that, generally speaking, because it's the voice, isn't it? So it's oh, sort yeah, of, of fine. Course. Yeah, I, 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 you're in less of a position now, actually, where I do say that I'm a comedian thing, so that is less of a problem. I might even for a laugh sometimes. I should say my name and see what happens. <laughs> I've never heard of him. You should look it I've up. I've had that when you're on your way to a gig in a taxi. And they're like, oh, so I've said that I'm going to a comedy gig rather than doing one. And they're like, oh, anyone good on? And no. Like, Awful. <laughs> well, terrible, actually. More artists, really, Awful actually. Stuff, than... yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't really... Like I said, at least if you're at a gig being a stand-up, it's it, being in a taxi saying you're a stand-up is, I think, a lot of taxi drivers take it to mean you're going, I am funnier than you. That's sort of what they... Yeah, there's an expectation. Uh, and I, I ain't living up. If this podcast has proven anything, it's proven <laughs> I ain't living up to that. Uh, I'm now at the bit, I bet this happens all the time in this podcast, I'm now at the bit where I feel like for the last... 15 to 20 minutes I have been far more concentrating on the picture the getting this to look good yeah, than the podcast it's part of the joy so you've spent time in South Africa for Love Island haven't yes you? lovely um, place lovely questionable place. politics <laughs> I wondered if you'd been to the Picasso Museum I didn't go have you heard of it did I talk to you about no, it no never I, I, it wasn't in our sort of neck of the woods sadly did you hear about it though when you were no, there no talk to me um well, when I was on the plane there, there was like a things to do in Cape Town video. So I watched it and it was a 10 minute video on an artist who's a pig <laughs> called Pig Casso. And she's just this huge pig and <laughs> she <laughs> paints abstract pictures. Imagine, I mean, it'd be more impressive if they weren't abstract. <laughs> yeah, she paints um, photorealist portraits. Yeah, she does photorealist portraits. <laughs> so I went there and bought a hat. Couldn't afford couldn't afford prints done by a pig. You shut up. What what's a print setting you back by the Picasso? A few hundred quid. Really? Yeah. My Tracy Emin wasn't that. <laughs> well Yeah. Um So that was quite fun. But the people who worked there took it very seriously because I asked if we could see the artist painting sort of live and she said um she wasn't doing that anymore. Um too much demand but you could still commission her work. And if you commissioned her to do a piece, you sort of choose the colours of the paint that she works with, and then you get sent a video of her doing the painting. There's something weirdly... It's fucked up. It feels sexual, <laughs> doesn't it? Does it? It feels sexual to me. Why <laughs> That's are you not a where my mind went first. But why are you wanting a video of the pig doing it? Well, it's not like a sexy video, I don't think. I don't think it. I don't, I don't find it sexual because I don't like painting our pigs. But like, <laughs> why are you like wanting you a video? What, what what proof? Proof, yeah. But that shows how bullshit it is then, surely, because you wouldn't go, oh, can you, do you know what I mean, you wouldn't say to a person, oh, can you paint a picture? And I send my video of you actually doing it, you fucking lying bastard. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah, but I guess with a human, there's a certain level of, sort of acceptance that humans can paint. Yeah, but now, but then you're paying this Picasso character hundreds of pounds, isn't it? So you should accept that they can do it as well, wouldn't you? Yeah, I guess so. No? Maybe it's part of the fun to be like, I don't know, here's a video of my 
pig artist. No, see, I think that's just for perverts. <laughs> do you reckon? Honestly, I, I'm worried. I'm, I do worry it is for that reason. Hmm. Do you not think that? No. I think it's for cynical people to prove that the, the pig did that. I don't right now, Annie. Listen to what I'm about to say to you and tell me if you agree. I don't think cynical people are buying thousands of pounds worth of art painted by a pig. Well, I I did buy a cap from the museum, but... How much is a cap? 70 oh, quid? Know, like 20 quid. That's all right, it's fine. <laughs> it's like a Von Dutch cap. It's quite cool, like bubblegum pink, but it's got the pink oh, gas you know logo. Do you know what I've not heard in ages? The Von phrase Dutch. Von Dutch cap. I like that. Showing my age. Yeah, fun museum, if you're ever back in... Yeah, I think we do... Fent... What's it called? Fent... Where's all the uh, all the vineyards? Fench... Fenchuk... Fenchuk... Fat Fenchuk... Yeah, I think that's what's Fat Franchuk... Franchuk... Yeah, 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 yeah... Loads of little galleries around there... Yeah, I went... See, what I did is I just went to um, all the vineyard, vineyards... Mm. So we had one day off a week... Was it fun going out there? Yeah, it is. I mean, like, it is gorgeous out there, to be fair to it. Oh, no, I'm not, um, I'm not, I'm not happy with this, but I'm not, um, devastated by it. Mine's not, it doesn't look like the microphone, but I think it's. But I didn't want of... it to look like, I didn't want it to look like the microphone. Okay, it's got a vibe to it. I do, I do need a video of you painting it, though, <laughs> I'm afraid. Proof. Imagine it's been a pig sitting here this whole time. Imagine. Quick Painting or sculpture? P- painting. Portrait or landscape? Portrait. Can you separate the art from the artist? No. <laughs> Edinburgh or London? London. Hmm. Tortured artist or rational reviewer? So, I think it's tortured artists, isn't it? It's, it's, it's the dream. Love Island or The Dog Ate My Homework? Oh, wow. Oh, Love Island. Talk about or think about art? Think about it. I'm, I've got nothing to say about it, I don't think. <laughs> Thanks for coming on the book. <laughs> <laughs> Looking at a painting close up or far away? Far away, baby. Private view or view of privates? Private view. Damien Hurst or Tracy Emin? Emin, all day, every day. Painting from life, landscape or still life? La- uh, life. Art or music? Art, I think, you know. Art or books? Oh, art, hey, I don't like books. Comedy or art? Comedy. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Don't like books? They're long, aren't they? They're so long. I've only read about three. My wife wrote one and I wrote the other. <laughs> What's the third one? Stephen Gerrard's autobiography. Is it? Yeah. And then until it gets to the bit where he talks about the England team and I stopped reading, reading, reading that as well. God, after we watched um, Scotland beat Spain oh well, my when we God. were in Copenhagen. And we actually did. Normally when Scotland beat a team, it's because we didn't lose to the team, but we actually beat we, them this yeah. time. I had in my head for so long the um, McAllister song that you were singing. What was the McAllister song? He came from England to, to play, play for Scotland. Scotland. <laughs> oh, it's Scott McTominay, not McAllister. Um, yeah, oh man, I had that in my head for ages. Scott, the Scott McTominay song is amazing. Yeah. Because um, he did he did come from England to play for Scotland. He's got a little Manchester accent. 
Yeah. You I also only realised recently that um, Grealish moved from Ireland to play for England. Declan Rice. And Rice. Declan Rice, yeah, yeah, yeah. Both of them, though. What, Grealish did as well? Grealish and Rice. That's unbelievable. I didn't know about... Oh, no! If you could own any artwork in the world, what would you choose? Probably a Lichtenstein. Mm. Um, again, again, it's like I'm literally... It's so basic, isn't it? But I do no, really, I really like it. I like, and I like the sort size of, of a lot of this stuff. And I really like that Lichtenstein one. Did you see that? It was a commission for like a, a really high up banker or like businessman or something. He wanted a self portrait done. Yeah. Lichtenstein hated him so much. He just done his face like twenty five times over, and they're all in different shades of beige. That was really funny. It's really brilliant bit of work and a really great gag as well. Yeah. So I really like that. God, um, that'd be hard to do a commission for someone you hated. Yeah, so that's what he did. I got a bit of paint on me, but I think it's worth it. Okay, you? let's see. Oh, it's great. I love it. I like the way you've used the colour just oh, on the look. top bit. I like the jazzy dick and balls. <laughs> Thank you. That's so sick. <laughs> it's a lighthouse dick, Mike. I've, we've I love both yours. sort of gone in lighthouse haven't we? Yeah, it's. I like the sort of the way it's quite minimal and you've done the base of it. Yeah. But it also is like jazzy, like all the magic happens from the voice up top. There's a very subconscious um, maybe thing where I have gone like, look how much fun I am putting into this quite mundane thing. Yeah. Quite a boast by me, this piece of art, actually, if you think about it. <laughs> I'm the best thing about this show. I'm the best thing about this microphone. I this think that's, microphone. we can definitely sit with that. Um, thanks, Ian. That was so fun. Thanks for having me. Thanks for uh, coming. Annie, and thanks for listening, listeners. Um. And you're on tour. I'm on tour. Ian Sterling, relevant. Uh, tickets available from iandoesjokes.com. Great. And it's a great show and everyone should book tickets. Let's be honest, it's not written yet. <laughs> I've not seen it. He hasn't written it, but I guarantee <laughs> it will be. Based on what I know of him, it's going to be great. Come the day. Come the what day. Why have you got green paint all over your hands? I try to do the sp- spray paint thing where you make it go all spattery. Yeah. And it didn't work. It just went all my fingers. I love it. All right. Thanks, Ian. Cheers. Bye. Bye, bye, bye. Bye, bye, bye. bye, bye. If you want to see mine and Ian's artworks from today, then follow Secret Artists on social media at Secret Art Pod and do book tickets to see Ian on tour and follow him on social media for updates. He's Ian Does Jokes on Instagram and Twitter. And spoiler alert, he does do jokes. I'm on Instagram at McGrath.Annie and at McGrath.Art for my art. If you enjoyed the episode, then why not leave us a cheeky five-star review? You can also make a one-off donation to the podcast via the link in the show notes. Thank you, as ever, for listening. Thank you to Ian for being brilliant. And see you next time. Goodbye. Secret Artists is a Turtle Canyon comedy production for Acast. Music by Alistair Clayton. Quickfire Round Music by Steve Dunn. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. 
And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.